Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Heads Up Hockey Podcast. This is Jersey Joe going. Uh, it's been an eventful uh, past couple weeks. Uh, recently, last week, the New Jersey Devils reeled in Carolina Hurricanes defenseman Dougie Hamilton via free agency. As we all know, uh, he got a seven-year deal estimated at $63 million with uh, signing bonuses in there, and it's an annual average of $9 million. So really the Devils are off to a really hot start in the regular offseason. Um, they're not too far from being a competitive team in the playoffs. They just added Ryan Graves before him, and the Devils really solidified their top two uh, defense pairing with him and Graves. It just looks much better. You know, the Devils lacked that leadership role um, in a defenseman. And, you know, we all know P.K. Subban's not, you know, the guy he used to be back in Montreal and uh, Nashville until he got his injury problem. So Dougie Hamilton's th- 28 years old. Um, he's going to be at least 35 and he's going to project to be a top two, uh, defenseman, you know, on a devil's team. So I can see him down the road being a very productive player. You know, he's the kind of guy that can join the rush. He can shoot the shot on, on net anytime he wants pretty much. And he can be a physical guy, but he really doesn't have to. And he knows how to channel his play. Um, The way the Devils are is that I see them adding more of their uh, qualified restricted free agents like Igor Sharangovich um, to extensions. And I think it's the right fiscal move to do after you've signed a guy like Dougie Hamilton to a big deal. So it adds guys like... Jack Hughes to want to stay long term and you know keep your core players intact and you know the Devils have a really young team they want to keep going for the next like five to fifteen years you know theoretically within that time frame when the Devils and Tom Fitzgerald look to add that next piece being like a top six and a bottom six uh, forward, I think they're really going to seek, you know, that kind of help. And it's only going to uh, help them over time with adding more players and the depth and whatnot. So it's going to be something that they utilize. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Devils do um, make a trade or anything before um, preseason starts and preseason starts by middle of September, if I remember correctly. So October is when uh, the season starts again. So really the doubles are in a good mood uh, building the core that they have and just adding to it. Guys like Alexander Holtz, Mercer, uh, Muhammad Doolin, just to name a few guys, they're going to come, you know, be part of this team 
uh, near term and a bit longer term. So like maybe some of those guys will come in when this team becomes a perennial playoff team and hopefully pushes for the eventual Stanley Cup run. And, you know, I can see the Devils doing that. Um, You know, the Philadelphia Flyers, they made a couple of really boneheaded moves. Like, sure, you got Martin Jones, but he can be a hit or miss depending on who he's with. Um, Philly's defense, I know they added Ryan Ellis, and he's a pretty good defenseman, but he was a real treat for Nashville to have, and he was part of their growth to being playoff contenders in Nashville, but I'm skeptical with how he's going to play in Philadelphia under Elaine Vigneault. But the biggest uh, problem I have for them is like, how in the Sam Hill is uh, Rasmus Ristolainen going to be the guy that could try and move the puck, but could be more of a defensive liability, especially on a power play and maybe falling on his keister like he did up in Buffalo. And, you know, I really think the Flyers took a couple steps back on their defensive uh, acquisitions. And I think the Flyers need to be very careful about how they assemble their team. And, you know, they gave up Robert Haig, and I like Haig. And I think Buffalo and Kevin Adams really got a lot in return, especially uh, draft picks. So that's just going to make Buffalo an even better team when they start hitting on their picks. And I think of the Eastern Conference getting even tougher, but there's going to be a fluctuation of teams trending downward. Like you got the Capitals, they lost uh, Vitacek to the Seattle Kraken, and he's a really good backup goaltender, and I think he could be a fringe starter for Seattle, even though they have Chris Drieger as their goalie. So I think the way the East is turning is like Boston's still going to be competitive, even without Krejci, and Montreal is the top team in the Eastern Conference since they fell short to the Stanley Cup final in uh Tampa, so Tampa Bay won the Stanley Cup, and this is the only time I could actually say like two actual Eastern Conference teams played in that division. Um, you know, post COVID nineteen uh, schedule, you know, but like it's now back to a regular um, regular season one where you know it would be Tampa Bay. And Montreal would have to meet in the finals of the Eastern Conference Finals if they were to play each other again, but not in another Stanley Cup. So unless something erratic happens. But back to the Devils, what does this mean for the Devils? That means they are a potential middle-of-the-road to fringe uh, wildcard playoff team. And if I'm a fan of this podcast listening, I would say... This is a really good step forward, and there's a lot of promise. And I'm not going to overhype anything because one year um, the marketing team overhyped um, the last year under Ray Shiro, and it didn't look so good. But because the Devils have a lot of really good pieces in place 
right now with Ty Smith, Kevin Ball, Nikita Hoyuk, Ryan Graves, Dougie Hamilton, just name a few guys. You know, they're looking very good up front on defense. And I think over time with the offense is that it's only going to get better under Lindy Ruff and Mark Reckie, barring any changes during the season. So I think it's going to be a really good step forward. Um, I think the New York Rangers overreacted in that trade. Um, trading for Sammy Blay. And Pavel Buchnevich is a really good top six uh, forward. And I think he's a really good player. And I think St. Louis got a really good player who could play top six uh, forward minutes. And he's a big body. And I just think that Doug Armstrong actually pulled off a really great trade and fleeced the New York Rangers. And I know the Rangers are trying to get Jack Eichel, but Eichel has that whole, you know, neurosurgeon problem with his uh, disc along his spine. So it's like, you know, Buffalo was eventually called out for that. And, you know, especially trying to seek a second opinion, but it's all out there on Ellie uh, Freeman's 32 Thoughts Now um, podcast. And they actually had his specialist on there to talk over the specifics. So I, I defer you to that podcast episode. So what I have here on this podcast is that, you know, looking over a year, the devils were very shaky on defense. And, you know, that was the big problem. You know, they didn't have this ability on the goaltending where Blackwood was playing a ton and, he just didn't have any support when uh, Corey Crawford decided to retire um, before the season started, and that left a big hole. And the Devils had to go through a combination of backup goalies, and it just didn't work. Aaron Dell didn't work. Eric Comrie didn't work. Wedgwood helped for a little bit. It's just, you know, it all took a toll, and it just never really helped um, the Devils. And this is why the Devils brought in Jonathan Bernier. And Bernier, on a very terrible Detroit Red Wings team, he actually kept them competitive. And he kept his goals allowed average just under three. And he still was a very competitive goaltender, keeping pucks out as much as he could under a lot of flack and you know when a goalie faces a lot of shots and they average three goals a game imagine what happens when um, a doubles defense can actually uh, solidify the odds of getting the puck out of their end and getting it to the forwards quicker you redu- you can reduce that by maybe from 2.99 to maybe 2.49 and you win maybe 5 to 12 games on top of uh, your win-loss record. And this would, you know, let me put it this way. Bernie had like 10 or 12 wins, which is like 20, 24 points um, in a normal season. 
So imagine if you win 24, that's 48 points in the standings for your team there. And that contributes to the stability in that. And Mackenzie Blackwood just really had too much pressure on him, a lot on his mind, and, you know, a little bit banged up than he should. And I find the leadership will be helping him out, and I think the Devils will be a lot more competitive team. So that's going to be something that I look forward to. Um, when it comes to training camp, you know, for all the other NHL teams, I want to see which prospects make it because, you know, some teams, you know, are up against the cap and other teams are looking for a really competitive player to jump in and improve those rosters and, you know, step in, you know, when they really need it. Um, does this exactly mean that a team's going to make the playoffs? Not always, but it depends on who you have up front and not the defense and in net. And then how well is your pipeline? How well is your AHL team? How well is your front office um, with analyzing, structuring uh, trades and, you know, your analytics team? And the Devils have a really good analytics team. I see them doing a lot of good work with that. Um, right now, I write for uh, De- Devil's Army blog or Devil's Army Network. For some of you, seen some of my work on there. Um, I also write for Overtime Heroics Hockey, and I think it's been a really good off season from a writer standpoint, where there's been a lot to write about, and I agree with Luke Hughes going to Michigan just for two years to fine tune just like his brother Quinn did. Um he's six foot two, about if I remember correctly, over 175 pounds. And he's gonna be at least 185, 190 when he gets out in two years. And the Devils are gonna be very mobile and it's gonna be really good over time. So I really think there's a lot to look forward to. And per Amanda Stein, you're going to want to hear this. Um, Tom Fitzgerald on the New Jersey Devils Speak of the Devils podcast. There's still a little bit of an empty feeling for me as a GM. I said I want to get a top six winger, and I haven't yet. I put pressure on myself. So... That's something that I think that's coming. And and the quote still goes, but I'm not going to chase something and do it because I said it. It's got to be the right piece for the right price, the right term. And so that's per Amanda C. Stein, uh, the Devil's Beat writer. Um, she does a really great job covering the team. I... Trust her. She's a really good source, uh, very reliable, and she is a part of that really good podcast with uh, with Sam Kassan, no Sam Hassan, and Matt Laughlin, and and it's very good. And sometimes Chris Westcott's on there, so I really like the way the Devils content team has improved things. From when it was under Ray Shiro to under Fitzgerald. And it's great to have clarity with all the doubles fans and um, 
the fan base and all that other good stuff. And I think it's a great thing that you communicate with the listeners and people out there in general who love the sport of hockey. And um, this being a really good off season, you know, I would like to see everyone um, staying safe, you know, be smart. If you're in any risky areas, wear a mask, wash your hands, keep the distance. I know that was taken down a while ago, but, you know, from an uncle standpoint, I care about everyone um, being safe and just being smart around others. And, you know, when it gets cold again um, at the beginning of hockey season, just be vigilant, respect others, um, treat them with respect. Um, I honestly want to see people, um, help us get through this endemic because it's been over a year and I know you probably will like to tune me out, but just remember to, you know, if you're going to a game and you don't feel secure, uh, just wear a mask. Like I'm fully vaccinated. I can wear a mask if I'm in tight areas, but for the most part, if I'm in a good area, I don't have to. But if I'm required to, I'll wear it. But um, I'm going to try and uh, get some friends on, you know, who are part of my Devils podcast uh, network because we talk and all that good stuff um, behind the scenes. And I'm very excited about this upcoming season. You know, this is great because... Tom Fitzgerald has been very ambitious in adding players over time. And I think, you know, the fan base hasn't been more um, excited. And the other word I would say is feeling a sense of hope and the faith in the management team is really uh, improving over the year. And I think over time, the Devils fan base will be rejuvenated and hopefully they get back to the middle of the 90s and early 2000s type feel but in a more modern era of course you know um I still find that the Devils are going to play a physical style of hockey on defense and be fast moving the puck out of the zone um do I think it's all daisies and rosies no I mean you're going to have your ups and downs and of course, when you have a lot of prospects up your pipeline, there's a lot of healthy competition. And having internal competition is great. And I think when you have that kind of depth and push inside your own system, it makes a great feel for what you want to do going towards um, the next season. I think it would be great to have that competitive edge, especially when you have the Rangers, Islanders, Capitals, Blue Jackets, just to name a few in your own um, conference, and especially Carolina and Pittsburgh. You know, it's going to be interesting to see because the whole Eastern Conference will be back, and it doesn't help to see the young guys step up. And, you know, I'm a big uh, fan of, seeing that push and drive and the will to see them play against different uh, high-end competitive teams in the conference that has been 
playoff dominant over the years and um, just look at how Tampa Bay's been, but they lost some guys via trade and um, free agency and all those other things. Just the Devils are going to be in a better position. I think they'll be one of the top 16 teams in the East uh, that will compete for the wild card and the Eastern Conference. I think it's safe to say that, but for those of you who listen to this podcast, uh, support is done by Vigit, and they do uh, regular uh, non-money wagers uh, for sports wagering on the Vigit app, and it's very good. I use it every other day, and especially for hockey season, you know, Hockey's one of the hardest sports to make a friendly wager on. And during the season, I also like to do fantasy hockey. And um, it's not always easy, but it's fun. And I think, you know, people should use the promo code HUH2021. Um, For those of you still listening, please like and hit the bell icon on Spotify, if you have Apple Podcasts, give me a review and, you know, be honest and, you know, it helps me improve the show and, you know, eventually I'm going to add on Jake Wakely again and, you know, we've been busy in the off season, but we're going to work through things and it'll be an interesting time to get back to talking more hockey and everyone have a great summer. Um, I will be gone August 19th through September 2nd. So anything in between then, you know, I won't be around for. So thank you and have a great day.